Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The Volume. Welcome to Prime Cuts with me, Colin Coward. I'll bring you the best of the week. This week, Nick Kahn, special guest, my former agent and now the president of WWE. It's WrestleMania week. Some amazing stories, how he got started in the business, the story about Freddie Roach knocking out a six-foot-six guy, predicting the future of TV, Blazer head coach Terry Stotts joined the show to talk about Dame Lillard, some overlooked NBA greats. Joe Person of The Athletic breaks down the Sam Darnold trade from the Panthers' perspective. Brian Costello gives us the Jets' point of view. I've been in broadcasting about 30 years. And, you know, first 10, 12, I didn't have an agent. Then I bounced around and had a few. And my career was fine. And I was in local stuff, local sports, TV, radio stuff for about 13, 14 years. Then I got a job at ESPN. Um, And at the end of my ESPN days, uh, I got my last agent, Nick Kahn. And Nick Kahn worked at CAA. And, you know, he represented guys like Herb Street. Um, a lot of big shots. There's two or three sports agents in America that represent most of the big talent. And Nick was one of them. And so I'm a pretty loyal guy. Uh, I had an agent. And, uh, you know, my wife and I sat down one time and she said, I-, I think you need a bigger presence as an agent. And I said, all right. And then you meet Nick. And if you've ever met Nick, you could Google him, Nick Khan. He, if he showed up in The Sopranos, like he just he just was one of the actors, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, he looks like one of those guys. I'm not saying he whacks people, but I'm saying he gets stuff done and he's got a presence about him. And so then Nick and I became very good friends and he uh, got me to Fox and I've leaned on him. Uh, that was 
long time ago, seven, eight years ago, on anything I've done in business. And then about a year ago, he said, I'm done with the agent thing. And Vince McMahon hired him to run the WWE, which is a massive task. Nick is the first agent I've ever had. Every single question I ask, and I ask a lot of them, he is a step ahead. He's two years ahead, three years ahead. In fact, he had not long ago, uh, he, he was quoted in a magazine talking about the NFL rights about six months to nine months out the NFL rights. and He just nailed it, you know, right down to the dollar figures. He knew where it was going, what they were paying, who would get the best deals. And uh, to me, that's the essence of my friend Nick Khan. And so let's bring him in. You know, you um, since I've known you, we both love boxing. And, um, you know, listen, I'm on the treadmill, the daily treadmill talking about leagues. But I've told my audience this, and I think I've told you this, Nick, nothing beats a fight. Nothing beats an event. You had a relationship with a great Freddie Roach. And take me back. Where did it start? And uh, give me the give me the journey on that. By the way, your recollection of these events is amazing. Uh, I think it's one of I don't know if that it's an underrated thing of your many great qualities, but it's something you have great recall. You can sort of remember certain events and what the scene was like at the event. I don't know, just a compliment. Uh, it's one of the great, great traits uh, of you. Anyway, uh, Freddie Roach. So if you don't know what he looks like, and I know you do, but if you don't know and you're a bully, Freddie sort of looks like your perfect victim. Five foot five, white guy, glasses, Parkinson's disease. But if you do know who he is, you know he's a former lightweight contender and he can knock your block off. <laughs> so years ago, when I was a lawyer, I would go to his boxing gym just as a civilian, go work out there, hang out there. Uh, and I would tell him, hey, I'm a lawyer. If you ever need anything, let me know. Let me know. Let me know. So finally, one day he calls me and he says, hey, uh, I got into a little bit of a situation at a Kinko's. If you remember the Kinko's copy shops. Sure. And I said, uh, tell me what happened. And he said, I was standing in line next to a guy who was six foot six, 300 pounds. And the six foot six bully was yelling at the clerk at Kinko's. The clerk said something funny to the bully. I, Freddie Roach, was standing in line. I laughed. Bully turns to me and says, what the fuck are you laughing at? I, Freddie Roach, said to the bully, I'm laughing at what the clerk said to you. So according to the third party witnesses, the six foot six guy backs Freddie up, takes a swing at him. Freddie ducks under, lays the guy out with one shot. <laughs> Freddie gets sued, of course. He had never been sued before. So the guy found out at the time Freddie was training Mike Tyson, was training a guy named James Lights Out Tony. And ultimately sued Freddie. I can't sleep, emotional distress. People are driving by my house. So we got the case settled. I think it was like a $5,000 nuisance fee. Uh, you know, just get rid of the case. And from there, Freddie started introducing me to all of his fighters who needed legal help, including a fighter in a 2004 world named Manny Pacquiao, who had not yet broken through. And it was really Pacquiao that got me out of the law, Pacquiao and Freddie out of the law and into the sports side of the business. What's the difference between defending an on-air person and defending a boxer? It's such a different world. It, look, in, in, in boxing, your, your, tip, your best boxers tend to come from the lowest rung of the socioeconomic ladder. So the rules are different there. So if you look at Manny Pacquiao, there was a time in his professional career where on a Friday night, he signed with Promoter X. The very next day, and took money from Promoter X. The very next day, signed with Promoter Y. Took more money from that promoter. 
I spoke to him and I said, hey, Manny, I said, you can't do that. And he said, what do you mean I can't? I just did. And it sort of taught me something early in business. There is no can't. These are rules. Rules and laws are separate things. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I, it, I think that's fascinating. I'd be like signing with two networks. <laughs> yeah. Correct. So what, once I, and again, at that time I was 29 or 30 years old, but you hear it and, and you go through school. Like one of the things I don't love about school, Colin, if I can digress for a moment, I think it's great. Go get an education, broaden your mind. But school is a rule-based experience. If your paper's due on a Wednesday, you can't come in on a Thursday and say, hey, I don't follow your rules. Here's my paper. You'll fail the class. So your entire life, you have to follow the rules to even have a chance to succeed. And then you get out into business, there's no rules. So there are laws. We always want to follow the law. We want no problems there, as you know. But there's no rules. So you can do whatever it is that you want to do once you know what your risk tolerance is. Do you believe Amazon or Apple? And again, it's almost a rounding error when you look at their market value, their valuation. Do you think they'll buy a network? Because the network now is not that profitable. I think networks would tell you with this NFL deal in five or six years, these are not highly profitable sports departments or networks. Do you think an Amazon or an Apple buys one of these networks? Yes. To, to me, it's as, as, as crystal clear as it appears to be in, in your head that part of the setup on these NFL long-term deals and the NFL wanted long-term, <clears throat> but part of the benefit to the networks is if they were going to sell themselves, now they can sell themselves with at least seven years. My understanding is the NFL has a unilateral opt-out of all of these agreements seven years into the agreements. And keep in mind, they don't start until a couple of years from now. That's right. So you're talking about you know, nine to 11 years from now. Do we believe that these entities are going to sell? I think so. Even if you look at Fox. So part of what Rupert said when he sold the great bulk of what he had built to Disney was, we're not big enough to compete with what these new enterprises are. So to your point about the market caps, Disney, Comcast, Warner Media, market caps of 220 to $300 billion. So at that time, Fox said, hey, we're not big enough to compete. They sold off 75% or so of their assets. So now with Fox Network, FS1, Fox Business, and Fox News, how ultimately are you going to compete as these other behemoths get bigger and bigger and have theme parks and have satellite companies and cable companies? And yes, I know WarnerMedia sold DirecTV, but they sold DirecTV because there's no broadband with DirecTV. So how do you ultimately get into the future of the business if you're prohibited because of your equipment from getting into the future of the business, which is broadband? You sell it. So when you look at Viacom CBS, much smaller company, when you look at Fox, much smaller company, both phenomenal companies with phenomenal leadership, but I'm sure there's going to be a number of phone calls made about possibly acquiring those entities. We'll see. Well, I love my first guest today, Terry Stotts, not only because he coaches the Blazers, he had coached the Bucks in Atlanta before that, but he played basketball in the Big 12 and in Europe and in the CBA. He won a title as an assistant, beating LeBron in the Heat with the Mavs. And it's funny, having worked in Portland for years, uh, I talk about Terry actually often because my friends are all diehard Blazer fans. And it was really special a couple of weeks ago when Terry won his 500th game. And he now joins us. I've said the two players in the NBA, 15 seconds left, I want the ball in their hands, are Steph and Dame. And I've said it multiple times on my show. 
There's, uh, as you pointed out, an intuitiveness, a confidence. Uh, the range is just greater than anybody else in the league. How, Terry, how much do you draw the play out with Dame, and how much do you allow him to just sort of feel it? You know, my job is to get him the ball. You know, if we call play, if we call play at the end of the game, the most important thing is to get him the ball and have good spacing, uh, have the right other players on the floor with him uh, that allows him to to read the situation. But you know, I I try not to stand in the way of greatness. Honestly, it's uh, you let great players do great things. And like I said, call a timeout. A lot of times we don't call a timeout if he already has the ball because they'll do everything in their, in their power to deny him the ball. So, you know, it, it's one of those situations I learned. And that's one of the things we've learned together is early on in the first two or three years, he said, I, I need to take that shot. I need to take that shot. And so that's how I, I think that's how it's evolved. And obviously he's come through, but you know, it's, Sometimes I get criticized for saying, well, you know, all he does is get Dame the ball. Well, yeah, that's that's my job is getting him the ball. <laughs> Not a bad, you know what, hike it to Tom Brady. He'll take care of the rest. Who's a player that would surprise me if I said, Terry, hard to prepare for, difficult to match up with throughout your career. It could be a George Gervin or Bernard King, just somebody that jumps out that's maybe not the face of the league, wildly underappreciated. You know, the name that comes to me, um, and there, you're right, there are a lot of guys like that, but the name that comes to me is Alex English. Oh, um, my God, I knew it. I, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I mean, those teams in Denver, and I wasn't in the NBA, but, I mean, you had Kiki Vandeweghe and Alex English and Doug Moe coaching them, and they just – they moved, they passed, they cut. Um, I can't – that team would have so much success in today's game because of how they move and pass – they would score. They would score a bunch. But Alex, Alex was uh, one of my assistants in Atlanta. But he might be one of the more underappreciated Hall of Fame players out there. You know, it's so funny. I am literally laughing. I have referenced him before. I said, if you're 20, 30 years old, because he wasn't a dunker. He was kind of reed thin, shot the ball above his head, and not all the games Terry were on TV. So I would right. read the Seattle Times box score. He dropped like 32 every other night, and you're like. Who is he? Who's Alex? You know, it, there was another player that was a different kind of player named Walter Davis for the Suns. Right. An, a, another incredibly cagey player that just never got his due because back then the games weren't on television. So the Paul Westfalls, uh, uh, the the Alex Englishes. By the way, Kiki Vandeweghe is another guy that dropped. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you talk about a fundamental player who could shoot, pass, cut, screen, um, you know, he basically what every player is doing now with the step back. That's what Kiki almost invented the step back. I mean, his footwork was was outstanding. And like I said, you put Kiki and Alex English together on the same team with that style of play. It was uh, it would be hard to guard. And like you're right, I didn't get a chance to see him that much. You know, I'd see clips and but it's not like today where you could just sit and watch uh, Alex English every night. <laughs> You know those hot takes you post on social media? Well, now you can win up to $5,000 when you put those takes to the test on FanDuel. It's a new game called Over Under, and it's absolutely free to play on FanDuel. Here's how it works. 
FanDuel will set lines on things like total points or three-pointers made during every NBA on TNT broadcast. All you have to do is pick over or under for every prop. Your picks could win you a share of $5,000 during every contest. FanDuel's the exclusive home for over-under, and it's available in all 50 states, so you can play from anywhere. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash over-under and sign up now if you have not done so already. You create a new FanDuel account if you don't already have one. It takes less than two minutes to sign up. Then put your takes to the test during every NBA on TNT broadcast at FanDuel.com slash over-under. They can be worth up to $5,000. Age and location restrictions apply. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's bring in Joe Person. Eight years at the Charlotte Observer. Now he's at The Athletic covering the Panthers, and he joins us. First of all, Joe, this feels like a significant upgrade for Sam Darnold. Uh, whereas the Panthers' offensive line isn't dominant, there are some nice pieces. Robbie Anderson is a burner that Sam's worked for. Christian McCaffrey's a star. And Joe Brady and Matt Rule seem more than competent on the offensive side calling and designing plays. So from your perspective, covering the Panthers, does Darnold seem like something you need? You know, I think it's I think it's a, a risk worth taking. I mean, it, 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 this does feel like an organization that's been spinning its wheels at the quarterback position. It, it, you know, that they made the decision that they wanted to move on from Cam Newton. Uh, they thought that the health was a big concern. And I think Matt Rule wanted a fresh start, a fresh quarterback. So they go with Teddy Bridgewater. Probably paid Teddy Bridgewater too much money for a guy that was looking – in New Orleans, like a good, competent backup quarterback. Yes. Uh, but but it didn't work out. I mean, and so the, uh, what are you going to do? They they tried to go down a number of other quarterback roads. They you know lost out on Matthew Stafford to the Rams. They were very involved uh, to, to the point that, that Houston would answer their phone calls or, or not into Sean Watson. And then that legal situation closed that door on. And uh, I think in Darnold, Scott Fitter, the new GM in, in Charlotte, saw a guy that he thought was at least better than the, the, the guys in this draft, not named Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. And rather, yeah. than, rather than take a chance on a guy in, let's say, Trey Lance, that maybe they didn't, that, that they thought might work. They're going to take a guy, uh, they take a chance on a guy, same kind of thing. Uh, it, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but it's kind of more of a, a rental than, you know, a, a five-year rookie deal. What do we know? What did you learn, Joe, about Matt Rule, his style? What is Darnold walking into? You only have a year, so but you can ascertain certain things over 16 games. What did you like? What? as a college coach coming to the league would concern you. So, I mean, he is, <laughs> I mean, he definitely brings that college sort of mentality to it. Like the, the thing that I'll never forget from, from that first Matt rule training camp, which was weird because of COVID and <laughs> right. But they're, they're having basically an interest squad scrimmage in bank of America state in an empty bank of America stadium. Just the fact that they're having an intra-squad scrimmage kind of felt like a spring game type thing. But he's doing that, and at halftime, or you know, or whatever the halftime break was, he had the starting offense doing wind sprints because he did not like what he saw from them from, <laughs> from an effort standpoint. So, I mean, that there is that feel. I was impressed with Matt Rule. I thought that he had a good feel for situational football, uh, game management type of stuff. It, I mean, didn't didn't necessarily always pan out as they went zero for eight uh, with with the opportunity to to win or tie the game late late in in games. But um, 
yeah, I, I think he's going to be a success in this league, but, but it, it is, it just seems like they've been kind of patching holes, you know, like sticking a finger in the hole one year at quarterback. And then another one springs out, springs up the very next year. So we'll see. I mean, this is, uh, yeah, that, that you, you know, as well as anyone that, that that position, you don't get it right. Uh, you may not ever be the success at, as a head coach that, that, that folks think you will be. So let's bring in Brian Costello, Jets beat reporter for the New York Post, works for WFAN. Nobody's as tied in to the Jets and their current dysfunction as Brian Costello. Hopefully it's headed eventually in the right direction. I know and I like Joe Douglas, the GM. Let's hope so. Listen, Darnold worked with 56 different offensive teammates, none of them. Yeah a pro bowler, none of them. I mean, you know, I mean, compare that to Baker Mayfield, who has the number one graded offensive line on pro football focus, two great backs, Jarvis Landry, OBJ. Uh, I mean, compare that to almost any quarterback. Was there, I mean, obviously Sam didn't have a ton to work with. With your sourcing though, did you hear things from the gay side? Were there frustrations with Darnold? Because I heard one out of college. He was undercoached at USC, which has been in sort of this malaise yeah. for years, that he wasn't great on the whiteboard in the draft rooms initially. That's why Baker got drafted, that he'd just been undercoached, and Baker had Lincoln Riley, who's brilliant. When did you start, you yeah. know, because people talk and chirp, and Gase wants to protect his legacy and his job. When did you start hearing some maybe misgivings or doubts about Darnold? Uh, a little bit in in Gase's first year, I thought, uh, you know, the ghost game was kind of a pivotal moment. Everyone remembers that game, right? The week before, Sam had come back from mono. They beat the Cowboys. Yeah. And Sam Sam throws a 90-yard touchdown to Robbie Anderson, and they stun the Cowboys, right? This is Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. So everything is riding high, and then they have Monday night against New England, and he can't do anything. He looks lost out there. And yeah. He says he gets caught on camera. I'm seeing ghosts. And I thought that kind of explained it. Sam, someone said this to me a while ago, and I think it's right. Sam is more Brett Favre than he is Peyton Manning. He's not a guy who's going to be reading the defense and picking everything apart. He can run around and make plays. You know, he's not far. He doesn't have Favre's skill level. He doesn't have Favre's arm. But that's what he's good at. He's good at just running around and making things happen. Schoolyard ball. He's not good in, like, read one to read two, read read three to read four. He's not good at that. And so that's what, you know, the Jets thought bringing in the Shanahan system with Mike LaFleur, that might help Sam if they kept him. Um, And we'll see if Joe Brady can do that with him. Uh, You know, I just thought in Gase's system is complicated. It's the Peyton Manning system from Denver. So, and Adam did not want to dumb it down that much, so to speak. So I think it just didn't, wasn't a good mix there. You know, I've heard the same things. That That's exactly what I've heard, is that Sam is best being intuitive and just making plays. Um, yeah. and, and by the way, that was so popular in the 70s, 80s, 90s. It's less popular now. The, the Big Ben, the kind of remedial audible system, make it up as you go, it just doesn't play. It's more of an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know, own the yeah. line of scrimmage pre-snap, Drew Brees League. Um you know, Brian, you, you've talked about this in your stories with The Post, and I'm sure you have in The Fan, that it wasn't a given maybe six weeks ago to move off Darnold, um, that Sala liked him. Yeah. What, what, I mean, did it come down to essentially 
Zach Wilson gives us four straight years of a rookie contract. I think that was a big part of it. You know, I, I, and I think it was just the timing was off with Sam Collin. Cause I was like, I've said to people, there's a lot of people who said, oh, they should have kept Sam. There's a lot of Jets fans trade the number two pick, get a million picks and build around him. So I'm like, all right, let's play this out. What's the best case scenario for the 2021 Jets, right? They still have holes. Who are their starting cornerbacks? You don't, you, you probably don't know who their starting cornerbacks are, right? Right now it's Bryce Hall and Bless Austin. They got to do work. They don't have a running back. You know, they signed Tevin Coleman. He's not a lead running back. They still have questions at receiver. So play this out. Let's say they keep Sam and he has, you know, a decent year, 20 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and the Jets win six or seven games. Cause that's about the ceiling for this team right now. Then what do you do, Colin? Do you give him a contract extension off that year? Like, I don't know. I wouldn't pay someone off of that year. I haven't seen enough. So that's to me in Joe Douglas's mind, it's like, you know, it's just not enough time to evaluate him in a year. He's not going to show you enough where you're going to give him this long contract extension. You can start over with Zach Wilson and start over with a rookie contract. And I think they really liked Wilson. They fell in love with him watching the film. And then they, they kind of, they got finally got to see him on that pro day. And he basically answered all the questions on that pro day, reaffirmed what they saw on tape. And that's when they said, all right, Carolina, let's go. Let's talk. Um, Overall, how are the Jets viewed and treated in your eyes by the city's media? I think rough. I think it's it's been rough because they've lost for the last 10 years. You know, they haven't made the playoffs now since 2010. And they've had a lot of, <laughs> you call it Jetsy type stories. Geno Smith gets punched in the face. Sam Darnold gets mononucleosis. They bring in Tebow and, you know, they don't use them. Um, you know, there's just <laughs> a lot of crazy stories, Colin. I mean, they – the Gase press conference, there's just, just they, they, there was a plane flying over practice that said fire John Idzik. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's, there's a lot, you know, there's been a lot. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's been unfair. I think, um, I think they get criticized and you know, the thing about New York media and I like asking guys who've been in other markets and there's just more of us. It's just a little bit louder here than other places. Cause there's more of us. And, and the back page is sort of a different animal. You don't have that in every town. You know, the back page can be rough on guys. Page six doesn't exist everywhere. Like, I'm the Jets beat writer, right, Colin? You know how many conversations I've had to have with quarterbacks about them appearing on page six and explaining <laughs> to them, yes, that's the New York Post, but that's not me. <laughs> you know, I like Mark Sanchez. We had a picture of him on the front page eating breakfast with Ava Longoria. That doesn't happen in Green Bay, Colin, right? And so, like, I had to go face Mark the next day and be like, Sorry, <laughs> you know, and you know, Sam Darnold rented a limousine and brought a had a big party after one game, and it was in page six. And I said, Sam, sorry, you know. So that kind of stuff doesn't happen everywhere. But I, I think, you know, I, I think Chicago, South Florida, I, I think there's, you know, there's markets where they, they people get covered just as tough as here, but it's just a lot more here. That wraps it up for the week. We're heading into another big week here at The Volume. Make sure to subscribe and follow us at The Volume Sports on Twitter and Instagram. The Volume. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.